Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Welcome to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm one of your hosts, Kim Heineke, joined by my team members, Pam Keneally, who's co-founder of Arise Ministries, and Jessica Kitchell, who is our volunteer coordinator and community outreach. In today's episode, we are going to talk about dating. I know that's on the mind of a lot of single moms. We're going to cover three things you should do before you go on a date, what to look for in a man, and we're also going to give you some tips on what we think makes a great first date. We're going to share our personal advice on dating with kids when we give, and we'll give you a challenge, so stay with us to the end. So let's get started talking about a topic that crosses the mind of so many single mothers, dating. All right, before we begin, let's give our listeners a very brief background. Pam and Jessica, thank you for joining me today. Thank this you is going to be a you. fun little discussion. <laughs> Get ready for some laughs, everybody. Right, right. I know, oh mom, mom's dating, like mom's gone wild. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's where we're going. So I, again, I'm Kim Heineke. I became a single mother um, because I was divorced. My husband left me with two little kids, and I've been remarried for over 13 years, and we have two little boys together. So that's that's me. And Pam and Jessica, would you just give our listeners just a very brief background on you so that they just kind of get a feel for you as we're talking about dating? Sure. <clears throat> well, I am co-founder of Arise Ministries. My first husband left me when my kids were two and four. I was divorced. And uh, I remarried when my children were seven and nine, and I have now been remarried for over 25 years, Kim, which just kind of talking about dating, I feel like looking back, I'm, I'm kind of an expert in this and the do's and don'ts. So mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about this topic. And so I feel like I, I have learned from the good things and from the bad things right. I've done. So, uh, hey, listen up. So right. It's going to be fun. Right. <laughs> right. Jessica, thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I am a former single mom. Um, I am newly remarried. I have two uh, beautiful daughters. They are 10 and three and a half. Um, and it's not been that long since I dated, so this is something that's definitely still fresh on my heart, and um, I'm excited to uh, especially hear from the two of you, too, um, kind of what you experienced. And, yeah, and it was an experience, wasn't it, Pam? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, we know that among our listeners, there are many different ways that you've become a single mother, and we know that no story is the same, but whatever your journey is, we welcome you. And we also know that not everybody is looking to date, but regardless if you're looking to date or not, there's going to be some truths in our little discussion today that will propel you forward in your single mother role. So let's talk about this. Dating is a topic that comes up a lot with single moms. And maybe you're in a dating relationship. Maybe you're curious about our perspective on the topic. We'll give you a few thoughts. Certainly, there's not a right or wrong answer, but there are some guidelines and there are some things to think about as you're dating as a single mom that really can um, give you more success. Absolutely. And that kind of thing. So I remember whenever I was by myself coming back on a plane one night and I was single and I hadn't been out on a date in, in a long time. Well, like since I was single, maybe a couple of years. And I sat next to this man on a plane and he smelled so good. <laughs> And I'm just going to say right now, like, I am kind of a sucker for someone that smells good. So he caught my attention, and then we visited for a little bit, and it was dark, and he was charming. And he was interested in me on this airplane. And then he says, well, I'm a writer for the L.A. Times. And so while a lot of people are enamored with a man who uh, maybe has a lot of money or drives a fancy car, like, if you can spin a tapestry of words and you sound smart and you smell good, like, 
Yes, I will let you buy me dinner. (laughs) So I remember it was the smallest things when I was a single mother thinking, oh, yes, I'll let you buy me dinner. Yes. So it it just maybe my priorities and my perspective wasn't always right. So we're just going to give you some things to think about. Pam, did you have any of (laughs) anything that that kind of sucked you in? You know what? I think what sucked me in was I was at church one day and I was a brand new single mother and I didn't realize uh, how I, I felt inside or outside. And this man very seriously, very genuinely gave me a hug. And I just melted right there. Right. I didn't care how old he was. I didn't care what he, he was just like. a strong he body just, his arms around just you. like hugged me. And I was like, oh, my word, I missed that. <laughs> and so it was the hug that, you know, set me to thinking I needed to start dating again. <laughs> oh, it's so oh. different than when you're 15 or 16 and you think he's cute. Now we're into words and hugs. Yes, and we've got kids, and so that's a different situation. It is a different, different totally situation. Different. Jessica, was there anything that made you think, oh, I think I'll date? Well, I mean, honestly, for me, I wasn't looking for it, and it kind of found me, and I'm with you with the whole smell thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when that man knocked on my door to pick me up for that first date and that cologne hit me, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Oh, we are women. It's the simple thing. We are women. God gave us a sense of smell, you know, so that's just not all bad. Not all bad at all. Oh, goodness. All right, let's talk about a few questions because I know our listeners are eager to hear some of these answers. I want to go first to what needs to happen before you begin dating because the world will tell you as soon as you are a single mom, get back out there, start dating, you know, find you a man and all that. But to the follower of Christ, there really are some things that should be in place before you start dating. And maybe if you're listening to this, you're thinking, I don't know, am I ready? Maybe I'm ready, maybe I'm not ready. And you're really starting to ask yourself, should I date again? So we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Pam, will you start with maybe something that you think really should be happening before you start dating again? Right, well, you know what? I think the number one thing every single mom needs to think about, I did not think about this. so. I look back, and I've learned a lot from what I did not do right, but I think the first thing they need to think about is date with a purpose. Mm -hmm. So many single moms are dating because they they need their kids to have a husband in the a male in the house. They need a husband. They need somebody to help pay their rent. They're lonely. That fills all those spirit uh, physical uh, physical needs. Yet, yet spiritual needs as well. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about what's your purpose. What's your purpose in dating again? And you might go, well, what is God's purpose? I have discovered over the years, as I have melted into this with my husband over 25 years, God's purpose in marriage is to give him glory, Mm -hmm. to be a showcase to the outside world, what it looks like for Christ to be married to the church. And we don't always do that perfectly, but it is a purpose we strive for. I wish I would have known that in my dating. It would have made a difference in my thought life and who was a primary candidate for me to go out mm-hmm. with. So I think if you really in the long run want God's best, you need to consider to date with that purpose in mind. That's really good. That's good. And our purpose is not, I'd like to somebody to buy me dinner because they smell good. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that was my purpose that one night because come on. Come on. Oh, goodness, I get it. Another one, Jessica, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, I mean, just piggybacking on what Pam says um, with the dating with the purpose, uh, it's a lot you go into dating a lot differently if you know that you're going into it looking for a man who can lead you spiritually. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in a place spiritually um, to know that, then you're not ready to date. And That's good. if you go into dating not looking for that, you're going to find all the wrong things. And 
it's just not something you want to waste your time doing, especially when you've got little kids involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important to um, to know what you're looking for and not settle, uh, not settle for someone who's half-hearted in his walk with Christ, um, not settle for someone who goes to church twice a year, um, but but really knowing that okay, this is what I'm not going to settle for um, is when you're in a spiritually healthy place, you need a man who can lead you. Um, to the next level of that. Yes, and even more than that, uh, Jessica, a man, you need to ask yourself, do can this man be the spiritual leader for my children? Yeah, absolutely. That is twisted that way, and then it the picture looks a little bit differently, absolutely. doesn't it? changes it. I would also, I think a lot of women that I've talked to have a perception that, well, all of the, quote, good Christian guys are taken. <laughs> and so maybe standards are lowered a little bit because they think, well, I can't, all those good men that are leading their families, Christian families, are, are already married. And I would just say to the ladies that are listening, before you start to date, know what you're not willing to settle for, which yeah. is what you were saying. And then don't settle because marriage is hard enough as it is. Don't settle for someone who is less than God's best for you. And I, I do believe that if the Father has ordained for you to be married, that he brings the right man yes. who is yeah. strong spiritually mm-hmm. for you. So, And you know, with that, Kim, I love that. I would also say um, find a strong married couple that you respect greatly. Yes. And go ahead and say, would you hold me accountable? These are the things I'm looking for. If you see I'm starting to bend in these three areas, you just say no, 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 mm-hmm. and don't let me go forward. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's you, you need a backup because we're so vulnerable to mm-hmm. – we're so vulnerable in this area as women that we're designed and created sometimes to, to, to live with a husband. So you might need a little bit of outside help. I like that. I like that. A third thing that I think should happen before you start dating is to be mindful of can you demonstrate delayed gratification? And not just in the physical sense because, I mean, if you're a single mother, there's a good chance that you've already experienced intimacy with a man, and so your mind can quickly go there. But make sure that you can, I don't really know how to say this. I mean, you guys can help me here. Like, make sure that you can delay gratification, not just physically, but in all areas of life. You want to get married. Can you wait until it's the right time or the right season? Mm-hmm. You want a, a, a father figure for your children. Can you wait until it's God's timing, until it's the right time? Or do you quickly rush into everything, which leads to a lot of regret? Yeah. Anybody want to piggyback on that? You know, I do. I just want to say that that's a good practice, a principle to weave into the fabric of your thought process. Because once you do get married and you're in a blended family, and I can speak to that with as an expert, then you have to practice delayed gratification again because there's years of of uh, working through. Uh, you're laughing over there. I'm laughing. There's years working through blended families, and you had no idea what you were stepping into. And again, delayed gratification, because I found in my hus- relationship with my husband, the delayed gratification, we are having a blast now. I mean, our best years are now, but we've come through a lot. Mm-hmm. So we practice delayed gratification in a different kind of way. So that's, that's, a, good, good. that's a good thing to pra- start practicing before you get married, because trust me, you're going to need it later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's definitely a discipline. And I love that you say that too, um, just because it's amazing to be able to to do that. Anyway, it's hard enough, and you know, in our society, to wait on anything. Um, but what a great example 
that is to your children too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teaching them that I don't, I don't need this. I'm going to wait for God to bring me what's mm-hmm. right and not what's just good enough. Sure, microwave and, marriages don't work very well. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it is hard to wait on God, but it's worse to wish that you had. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you don't want to be there. So let's talk about something really fun. What do you look for in a man? We've already established that I want them to smell good, (laughs) and I want them to be articulate with their words, especially if they're going to write me an email. But let's just, I mean, let's talk about some real things. Like, what do you look for in a man? Well, you know, honestly, you know, for me, the first thing is truly integrity. I want to see how he treats his mother. I want to see basically what he thinks about women. I want to see how he treats his children, if he has any. Mm-hmm. Just that's real important to me. And um, I'm sorry. I want him to be nice looking. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I believe she's late down here. But, um, I mean, that would be nice. But um, I, I just look to see, is he honest? Uh, and, of course, his walk with Christ is paramount. So mm-hmm. these are definitely at the top of a list for me anyway. I'm going to throw out a real tricky one. Okay. Um, he needs to be single. Mm. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> because Well, yes. we think that that is a given, but then mm-hmm. I've also run into women mm-hmm. and they say, well, he's, he's separated. They've been separated for years. And I would just say to you ladies, protect your heart. Yeah. And you will never, ever go wrong in honoring God with that. Because although he may have been separated for years, until he is not someone else's wife, he's still... Or, Husband. Husband. Let's just get that right. Yeah. I'm going to leave that alone. But until he is not married, then mm-hmm. he still is. So yeah. if you're eyeballing somebody's husband who is married, I mean, you can honor marriage even in your singleness by respecting the institution of marriage. So That's good. Pick a single man Absolutely. that smells good and is good looking. <laughs> and if, if he's pursuing you and he's not single. Hello. He mm-hmm. is, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. he's, he's going through a separation or even going through a divorce and it's not finalized, then he's, he's not worth, worth time. That's right. The tendency for rebound is very strong with women without them realizing it. They don't know it as a single mom. You just have this inborn tendency to rebound and take care of the situation and another mm-hmm. man will fix it. Mm-hmm. And you have blinders on even thinking, well, he, whether it's a single man or maybe it's a man that you think, well, he's not walking with Christ, but he said he would, and, yeah. and he's, he said he'd go to church with me, and I can bring him around. Mm-hmm. Be careful. That's not the way it works because it does not usually turn around after you get married. You want a man strong, walking with Christ, single, already thriving in a relationship with Christ yeah. before you move forward. Yeah, that's good. And I would say to the ladies that are that are listening who have been married before, and I realize not everybody listening has been married before, you, you already know the challenges that come up in a marriage. And so be mindful of that. And you can play that forward. Like if you see something in a, in a gentleman that you're considering dating, I remember often with my husband, the, um, my husband that I'm married to now, when I was dating him, there would, something would come up and I would play that forward and I would think, what's that going to look like in 10 years? That's because good. it never looks like it does it now. But mm-hmm. he, he's very safe. You know, sure. Like I've that's the kind of the thing that always came back to when I would think about him. I think, no, my heart would still be safe with him ten years from sure, now. That's Ask good. yourself, would your heart be safe with him years from now? That's good. I love that one. And you know what? I just want to say it's rather obvious about uh, you know being comfortable with a man and hoping that he would want be one that had a prayer life that already had that set in his place in his heart to be able to pray and lead your family forward. I think Jessica touched on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
and does These he like good. your kids? Yes. I mean, it's not just you right. anymore. As you're looking for a potential mate, I always think it's a mistake to set out dating thinking, okay, I'm going to find a dad for my kids. I, I do think that's a mistake mindset um, because if he loves you, if he loves God and he loves you and this is God's God is bringing this together. He will love your kids. He will. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he will love he your will. kids, and you'll have to tell yourself, he loves my kids. He loves my kids. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I remember um, I, one of the first people I dated, and you're going to laugh. I mean, I was was just testing the waters, and this guy. Please lived, tell me this is the chicken story. Oh, well, it is. It was a guy in Georgia, and my sister set me up with him. He's a chicken farmer, and nothing's <laughs> wrong with chickens, and nothing's wrong with farmers, <laughs> but, but I didn't grow up on the farm and so but that's okay it was going to be a lovely date and so we went out together a couple of times and I knew it was a problem when when he said to me one day Pam you just love your children too much you pay them oh. too much attention and I just thought you know this I can't go forward with this and then of course my kids didn't like chickens and so <laughs> that didn't help so <laughs> goodbye chicken farmer but you know we all have stories just <laughs> Pay attention to I, I actually know part of that story, and there's more to it, and it's a hoot. So, <laughs> oh, goodness. I hope you get a chance to tell we'll the chicken farmer story. We'll do that on another, another episode. <laughs> oh, oh, but goodness. it's true. What else do you look for in a man? Um, just keeping on that same topic, look at that man. You know, if you're, you're several dates in, and he, you know, however far into it, and he's met your children, um, and he's great with them, and he's, um, you know, loves on them and all that, really look into him and watch him and you know make sure that he's not just doing that for you exactly at that moment it how is he going to be with your children six years in when um you know you got a teenager now who's uh causing waves and and those things that's when um, it gets real yeah, yeah. It, does. <laughs> it, it does and that i think that all goes back to him having a thriving relationship with christ mm-hmm. too um you know i'm not saying that that everyone you know is perfect <laughs> if they have a relationship with christ because evan knows i'm not but um, you know, is he going to be patient in those moments or is he trying to win your heart in that, in that moment when he's, mm-hmm. you know, it can be really, um, as a single mom, your heart can just, you know, explode when you see a man, um, giving attention to your kids right. and, and loving on them and, um, giving them piggyback rides and all of those things. But just make sure that, just make sure that he's someone who, um, could be in for the long haul. And I love that. Still love them. And I would even, um, ask Jessica at a future time to do a podcast almost by herself with with her uh, with her future with her husband now and what they went through in dating because he is an amazing example of everything yeah, you just talked about so mm-hmm. stay tuned maybe we could get Daniel to come in and you <laughs> too do a podcast that. okay it's coming people it's coming it's <laughs> coming you know I would also say what you're looking for in a man a, assess his work ethic mm. this is not an easy world and you are a single mother providing for your kids, you need to know that the man that comes into your home is going to work. Yeah. I have four sons and we are we are very serious about teaching them to work and to work hard and to be you know responsible. But you don't want to marry a man who already can't pay his own bills. Yeah. I mean, he's living with mom. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm going to get a job. I got two or three part-time jobs or something's going to pan out. I mean, Let's yeah. It's look not at God's his, look at his history too. That right, tells you a lot. Right. I don't mean yeah. somebody between jobs, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. you do not need another dependent. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
when when he smells good and looks good and doesn't make you live on a chicken farm <laughs> you know just make sure that he has a strong work ethic because i feel like when when i see a man that is strong in their work works hard i don't mean you have to have an amazingly well paid job yeah. but who has a strong work ethic i also know that that translates into the family and he's going to work hard for our family He's going to work hard emotionally for our family as well. Yes. I want to address the woman who's dating somebody and he has children because I want to tell you no matter what it looks like in the dating relationship where it's all wonderful and you're all one big happy family and the children play together and it's just so amazingly perfect. It's the Cinderella story beyond Cinderella stories. I want to remind you that there's going to come a time it's going to hit you in the face that blood is thicker than water, Mm -hmm. that your kids are your blood and you always defend them in a funny kind of way. You might love your stepchildren, but your kids are blood, and his kids are blood. And then it can create a conflict unless you know from the beginning that this is a man who desires to put Christ at the head of the home, and then together you come together and love the kids and embrace the other children the way Christ would so that you can be an example to the other kids. So if he has children, that's a whole other dynamic mm-hmm. in dating. And that's good. That's good. We should talk more in the future about what it looks like in blended families. Mm-hmm. So Pam and I have a few things to say about that. <laughs> Just a few hundred thousand yeah. things to say about that. So you're a single mother. You have children. Briefly, let's talk about what does it look like to date with children. I know that whenever I was dating my husband, um, and, and experts do recommend, although every situation can be different, experts do recommend that a two-year period especially after divorce, and Pam, you can correct me if I'm Mm -hmm. wrong on this, but after divorce, most of the time, wait a couple of years. That is minimum. To heal. And in the beginning, I thought, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I wasn't interested in dating, so it really was pretty easy for me to wait that long. But after a couple of years, I did think, wow, I needed that time, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of just reset and heal and figure out who I was and just fall in love with Jesus more and be, you know, more whole. But then whenever I started dating my husband, it was a long time before I let him spend any significant time with my children. And so, and then even when he did, I was very guarded with them, you know, because I didn't want my kids to see, well, I just was guarded with them. Sure. So, and Pam, you may have some insight on what does it look like to date with your kids? This man doesn't always want to go do fun kid things, yet you can't always get a sitter for your children. Like, this is your real life. Right. Well, you know what? You, and I'll go back to what you first started with, that you don't always need know what you need to heal from. Mm-hmm. Until you until you step into a relationship, and so once you step into that relationship, things start coming up, and you realize I'm not healed in this area. There's I'm not ready. Pay attention to that. But then when there's children involved, that's a whole nother dynamic. That with them you have to be honest with them. Once you bring him into the family, bring him in, and they get to meet him, which is after a long period of time where you feel fairly secure. Even then, uh, it's an adjustment to be able to tell make the children feel secure that you're not. You're not replacing them. You're mm-hmm. just you're just adding to you're adding to the family unit. Um, it's tricky with children, mm-hmm. and there's so many scenarios. I can't exactly answer that question because there's as many scenarios yeah. are as there are. You know, you just have to be mindful that while you're all rainbows and butterflies over this man who's amazing, your children may not share the exact same excitement. They may be really excited, mm-hmm. and they probably are, but they have different they have different emotions. So just remember that when you're dating. Be mindful of, 
of where your kids are in that. Yes. And for widows, I want to speak to you a moment. Um, it's different when you've been divorced because that your children's uh, father is, is gone. And so there's a long grieving process there that will take time for them to be ready to embrace somebody else. But if you are divorced, your children uh, may resent someone else taking in and taking their mm-hmm. dad's place. So so all these you have to weigh all these things. And, and like I said, just pray. Pr- be honest with yourself. Ask, ask, ask God questions. The more you ask, the more you're told. So if you're not hearing from God, it's because you're not asking. Because yeah. when you ask, he will tell. Just ask, 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 and you'll be amazed at what he will tell. Yeah, that's good. And then be willing to do it. That's good. Yeah. Anything else about dating with kids? I do remember one time I was having dinner at my husband's family's house. We weren't married yet. And my little, um, I think he was three or four. I mean, he, he's a little bit on the sparky side. <laughs> and so he was misbehaving at dinner to the point where I needed to, um, I needed to show him a little redirection. <laughs> <laughs> and so I took him to the back to the bedroom and I spoke to him and possibly laid my hands on him as I trained him in the way he should go. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, now I'm going to have to crawl out this window and never come back because they're yeah. all going to think, oh, she's got her hands full. Mm-hmm. But I, I know now at the end of that, that my husband now and his family have often said to me, we were so impressed by the fact that you would just take care of what needed to be taken care of. And you were just, you were just momming, you know, like you just did your job as a mom. Mm-hmm. So don't lose sight of that. Don't don't change your behavior with your kids because you don't want a man to think, oh, he's not going to like this. I mean, let him see the real and the dirty because that's if you choose to marry him, that's what he's signing up for. Exactly, and it's just best if he knows. Ahead exactly, of time. and I mean, you, you have to let you have to let his family see the the good and the dirty as well. Because I remember the first time I. Uh, took my children to meet Rich's mother, and I was like, "Be nice, have manners, right. you know, just say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am." And I, we had it all down. So we go in there, and she comes in there, and she says, "Pam, would you like a cup of coffee?" And I said, "Oh, yes, that would be wonderful." And she was joking, and she said, "Jason, would you like coffee?" And he said, "I hate coffee." <laughs> <laughs> and she just looked at him. I, he was just being real, you know what I'm yeah, saying? And yeah. I, I bet. I about fell over but then that's just part of like you said it is what it is mm-hmm. and just let them be them and because that's what everybody's stepping into some so much of this <laughs> comes with maturity where you finally realize I'm just going to get over myself and what you see is what you get like I, I love Jesus and I'm messed up and I'm allowed to yeah. be both but, and my you know. kids hate coffee <laughs> and my kids hate coffee <laughs> and, chicken. and chicken farms and yeah. yeah all right as we um as we move into something fun let's talk about what makes a great first date because you're thinking about dating it just looks different than it did when you were 17 you're not you know meeting after a football game and going for an icy or something I mean like what is it you got to find a babysitter and all of these things so what makes a really good first date anybody well um for me it's pretty simple I I want a man who can plan it all I want him to pick me up Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, that has to be, if you tell me to meet you somewhere, forget it. Right. We're not even going to meet there because, you know, I don't know. Because I'm not I, 17. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm old fashioned like that. And I, I just think that we shouldn't, as women, we shouldn't apologize for, for wanting that, for mm-hmm. wanting a man who can show that, you know, he's, he's got charge of this and that's okay. Um, but those are two really big things for me. I, okay. I want you to plan it and I want you to be the one to pick me up. What do you want him to plan, Pam? You know what? I think a safe date is, is dinner. I love to eat. Dinner is good. And 
if, if you don't feel awkward eating in front of them, but dinner and then a, a, a movie because because if you like the person, you know, you enjoy the dinner and then you can go relax in the movie. On the other hand, if you struggle through dinner and you're just texting your friend, when will this be over? But you have to go to a movie afterwards. Afterwards, you don't have to... <laughs> You can lose yourself in the movie and not, and not have to talk. And then after that, it's straight home. So it's kind of a safe date. Always a group date is really ideal, honestly. Mm-hmm. The first time you go out, it's safe. You get to see how he wrecks with people, with friends. And and it's it's very safe when your first date is with a group. I Okay. Now, I'm going to disagree a little bit. <laughs> okay. And that's okay because we can do that. It's okay. good that it takes all kinds. Yes, I don't know about, for me... I don't want him to take me to a movie. Like, even now when we go out, I think, we're going to see a movie? Like, well, I just want you to talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do, I like dinner because I'm all about, I'm all about food. <laughs> and I don't care if you think it's awkward if you eat in front of me. I'm going to eat some, you're going to buy me dinner, I'm going to eat it all. I might even lick the plate. I can't even promise anything. But, um, so a, a movie's fun, but I also, like Jessica, I, I want him to plan something a little bit unique because I want them to, I I want to feel like you're the prize to be won. I want to plan something that you don't get to normally do. I guess if they are going to take me to a movie, please don't take me to a Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do not want to watch animation yeah, on a grown-up yeah. day. You know what? I changed my mind. I like y'all's idea yeah, better. Yeah. I, I think, want somebody I to sit better. and talk with me and ask me questions. Oh, that's another thing to, to think about when you're looking for a man. When you speak to him, is he always talking about himself or does he ask you questions? If you think about mm, people that you love in life, when you leave, consider the conversation that you had. Most of the time, they were asking you questions about you. People naturally want to talk about themselves. That's good. And it's not necessarily vain, but if all you did was talk about him, mm-hmm. that's good. He yeah. should have just I taken himself a to a point. movie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what, not to do. Okay, do well, let's hear that. That's good. <laughs> because that's almost was, better. Because it was my first date with Rich, and God love him. I mean, we survived it. And here we are going past 25 years now. But but he, he had just finished the Boston Marathon. And so he's a runner. And so I, I jogged some. and so When some, a dog was chasing yeah, you. some. And so he, he goes, of course, I want to impress him because I was major. I, was, I thought he was wonderful when I first met him. So he goes, would you like to, you know, uh, go jogging tomorrow? So what not to do is to exercise. But, but of course, trying to impress him, I was like, period. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. So I said, I'd love to. And so I tried to get a good night's sleep, and the next morning we went. And so I thought we'd go like a mile. <clears throat> we'd make it through a mile. He goes, well, we're going to start off. We're going to start off with six miles. And so I, so, so I start running, and I'm trying not to sweat too hard and smile all the time <laughs> and carry on a, com- a, com- a conversation and, and just look pretty while I'm jogging. <laughs> and and uh, anyway, we finished the six miles, and he just – was so incredibly impressed he didn't know that I was about to fall over so what not to do don't go exercise just don't do that or fake something that you like (laughs) so anyway we learn I would say on that note what not to do don't order the level four spicy curry on your first date oh man oh (laughs) that was Daniel and I's first date I he said he liked spicy food, and I love curry, and I like spicy food. And so I think I was kind of trying to be cool a little bit. Okay. Um, you you're know, trying, I didn't, didn't want to be a sissy and order, like, the level yeah. one on a first date. You're trying to be so hot in your own way. <laughs> yes, and trust me, it worked. Um, but I sat there and sipped my curry and um, <coughs> did that, <coughs> you know, every three seconds, um, trying not to just completely lose it. 
Um, and at one point, I can feel the sweat building on my face, and I'm turning <laughs> red. And I actually had to excuse myself and go outside of the restaurant. And I coughed. I don't know. It felt like forever, oh, and I heart. just couldn't stop coughing. Bless and so, um, oh. so definitely don't don't overdo the spicy <laughs> when you're trying to have a quality conversation <laughs> on your first date. So. Oh, um, good. But uh, on the what to do. Um, you know, he, um, after dinner, we actually went and sat at a coffee shop and That's like good. Kim, like you were saying, you know, you, you want to talk to him and get to know him. Um, I think that was my favorite, uh, part of the date and it was so simple and it almost was an afterthought. Hey, you know, we're not ready to end this. This is you yeah, know, going good. great. So let's go sit in a coffee shop. You know, you're in a, you're in a public place with a lot of people and, um, you know, it's like you said, Pam, a safe, safe date. Um, but also gives you that opportunity to really um, get to talk. That's good. So when he says, Hey, would you, what would you like to do? Then you can say, I would love to get to know you better, and I would love it if you would plan something fun for us to do. See what he's got. Yeah. I oh, mean, it's good. Let him fight for it a little bit. You're yeah. worth it. Absolutely. You're worth it. Not in a arrogant kind of way, but yeah. your, your heart is worth it. Yeah. You know, so. I, my husband would say, let's have fun. Let's go jog six miles. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> maybe yeah. you want to tell him some things you won't do. Well, won't yeah. do. That's right. <laughs> you won't do. All right. Well, Our time is getting a little bit short. Uh, I do hope that we've given you a few things to consider as you are dating. Pam or Jessica, do you want to add anything before we kind of wrap it up? I just want to say that you are a woman of value. Above all, your self-esteem comes from who you are in Christ, Mm -hmm. not from somebody else. And just take that and just think about that a moment. That's true. It feels a little bit like a Sunday school answer to tell single women, hey, you make sure that you're emotionally healthy and that you love God and make sure that the man that you're dating loves Jesus. But it is just true. True. It's Mm -hmm. true. And, and truth in any situation is still true. So only Jesus fills those empty places in our hearts that, that God created, but he created those two to be filled by him. No man is going to fix your situation. No man is truly, no man is responsible for your happiness, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, I think as we as I get older, I see that more and more, you know. So only Jesus is the one to fill that. So if you're looking for a man to fill gaps, that's... You'll be disappointed. You will be disappointed. Kim, that's the wisest thing that has been said in this whole podcast. That's an excellent way to, to end this. That is wise, wise, wise. Look at that. that. I'm wise. It's <laughs> because I'm getting old. <laughs> so let me give you a challenge for this week. We always want to leave you with something to think about, something to do. I would suggest that you make a list of the things that are important to you in a dating relationship, things that are important to you in a future spouse, if the Lord Lord so wills to bring someone in that capacity, and then pray over that list. And then examine that list and think about, okay, are these things that should be important to me, or are these things that I've written down that really aren't important in the grand scheme of things, and ask God to change your heart and to bring your will in line with his. Because I feel like as we do that, then we have a clearer vision of what we're looking for and what we're willing to, to not settle for, if that makes sense. There may have been too many that's good. negatives in that sentence, no, but you know good. what I'm saying there. So you might be surprised how God answers those prayers. So in closing, let me say this. If you enjoyed our podcast today, be sure to visit our website at www.ariseministries.net. You're going to see videos, articles, and podcasts specifically for single moms. Lots of tools for navigating real life. We'd also love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us get the word out and get more peop- get more resources to single moms. And if you have any comments, we would love to hear your comments or your questions about future podcasts. You can send those 
to info at ariseministries.net. We thank you so much for your time today. We know that it's an investment of time for you. We were happy to share our thoughts with you. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.